gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Monday, December 30th of 2019, episode number 44, the final Horror Foria Podcast of 2019, broadcasting from our best of the best studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. You know, that's one of my favorite martial arts movies, actually, best of the best. But <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric, uh, uh, what is his name? I, I, just, I, I can't think of it right now. It's... Um, <laughs> I, oh, oh! I know who you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Eric Roberts. <laughs> Roberts, yeah. Yes, Why can't I, I think of the name? That. Jeez, man. From the 80s, right? It's from the 80s, yeah. Holy <laughs> We're a horror podcast. It's a terrible movie, but I love it. <laughs> it's one of these terrible movies I love. So. How was your holidays? Uh, it was good. Did Santa bring you everything that you wanted? Landon. He yeah. got a PlayStation 4. Oh, nice. And a wrestling Excellent. game and oh, nice. it Chapter 2 and... Actually, we're going to take advantage of that. Sounds like he has a lot cooler presence than uh, than what you got. Huh? Yeah, I, I got <laughs> sick this past weekend, oh, and you still right. kind of hear it in my in my voice. But for the first time in a long time, I binged Shudder. So oh, yeah? I was okay. very excited. I got to see Body Bags, that John Carpenter movie. Yeah, hilarious. I got to see Nightmare Cinema. Ah, that was actually a pretty good anthology. Mickey Rourke's in it. And oh, a couple, really? A couple okay. of unknown actors. I mean. I think the the story in between the anthology stories yeah. is kind of stupid, but well, it usually is. Uh, and the anthology, like the stories themselves, are actually really brutal. Really? And uh, uh, I got to see a movie. Oh, before that, um, the documentary on Tom Savini. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, awesome, man! Fantastic. I want to check that out. Fantastic. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy is so interesting. Oh, he's an interesting guy. Definitely. And then I got to take a little sneak peek of a movie that we're going to be reviewing next week to kick off twenty twenty, The Furies. Yeah. It is as gory as advertised. Nice. I'm excited to see it. It'll kind of blow you away. Well, I've been uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of movies, too, so uh, we're going to talk about some of them in the best of 2019 here. That because, is what uh, we are going to do. It's uh, really uh, what I've been watching is some of the best movies of 2019, and they are good. I've I've enjoyed been enjoying them. So, Are you ready for a horror movie trivia? Because we have no news today. We're just oh, we do gonna, have news. Oh, we do have news. Uh, yes, Sorry. we do. My, my we have bad. some horror movie news. I dug up a little horror movie news Sweet. for you. Trent Reznor says that scoring the 2018 uh, Netflix sort of horror movie Bird Box was a effing waste of time. <laughs> he says that the film editor mixed the score at such a low volume in the movie that you could hardly hear it. That's why he said it was a waste of time. Not that he wasn't casting anything against uh, Bird Box. A lot of people like read this article and made like comments about how he was how he was being like pompous or something because. Right. Bird Box just wasn't that good a movie, but and they really liked Bird Box, whatever. That wasn't why he said it. He said it was a waste of time because you could hardly hear it because the film editor, um, like, uh, mixed the uh, mixed the volume so low in the in, in the for, for his score. And you know what? He does a really good job of scoring movies. He scored that uh, Facebook movie, yeah, uh, and yeah, that was he, a great yeah he uh, did a great job on him. He's kind of expanding his brand, and didn't he win an Academy Award for that? I think something? he did actually. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, he, after he found out about the choices the film editor made, he said to himself, no one will probably ever see this movie. <laughs> and then, of course, it's like the biggest movie on Netflix of all time. The so. biggest. <laughs> that <laughs> so, stupid Adam Sandler movie. So, yeah, right, right, exactly. So, yeah, really not uh, a whole lot else going on. Quentin Tarantino didn't even say he liked some terrible horror movie this week. So oh, I, I, to another I was going to take there. the Quentin recommendation of yeah, what to watch yeah, next. Yeah, it's time for 2020, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let's uh, get some uh, trivia this week, though. How about a trivia question? And this is, just has to do with 2019. What was the highest grossing horror movie of 2019? 
Oh, that's easy. It, chapter two. Very Had good. Be, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. $195.7 million. Not quite as much. Because didn't the first one, it did half a billion, right? Like yeah, I think million? the first one is definitely more successful than yeah, this one. Yeah, it's significantly, significantly right. down from what the original yeah, was. Exactly. Uh, I came across this trivia question. It really has nothing to do with any horror movies that we've talked about this movie, but... Uh, this horror movie was the first to feature a toilet and the first to feature the sound of a flushing toilet in a movie. <laughs> psycho. It was. It's psycho. I came across that, that <laughs> trivia fact this weekend somewhere, and I was like, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> so that's how repressed things were before that, I guess. Couldn't yeah, we, even. Uh, I think we did it during our, our directors, uh, the, the, the most influential directors of horror. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. That was uh, Hitchcock. So, yeah, I think it was like number one. Yeah, yeah I think he was one. number one. It was my number one anyway. Well, I got to say, Andy, uh, first off, before we get into this, I mean, 2019 seems to have just evolved horror movies uh, beyond what we could have ever expected. Yeah, it and got, I think it, they've... It got a little more, a little smarter. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more unique. Yeah, and we saw we Some really good actors in horror movies. It's not like a... You know, it's not such a... B movie type of uh, experience anymore. I mean, you've got some really great writers doing this stuff. You know, it, horror in the past is there was kind of a stigma attached to it. I think almost, sure. and I think that's totally gone. You know, you don't have that anymore, and uh, it's it's really kind of improved things. We're seeing a lot better stuff coming out, and some of these movies that that we're watching today that, that we're going to talk about today uh, are really great movies. They stack right up there with. Uh, other other movies that win Academy Awards and things like that. So. Yeah, and, and I, I know the Academy is very anti horror, and they will yeah, not look right. at. It. I, I, mm-hmm. I I love the fact that Jordan Peele back in uh, 2017 got the uh, the award for screenplay, yeah, best original mm-hmm. screenplay, and that's a horror movie. That without a doubt, the thing I love is that we're expanding these brand new directors, yeah, and, and new ideas coming to the table that that gets me excited for what we can expect in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I was just very, very excited about this. Um, well, I don't, I don't know how you want to start this. I don't do know you? how we want to do this. I was going to, I was, we should have talked about this before the show. I <laughs> John do John and I do great show prep here. We, we don't yeah. even talk about, we, we talk say. a little bit. <laughs> I guess. Tell me, tell me what your number five is first of all, and I'll start. tell you mine. All, all, right. That. all right, here we go. The top five of 2019 to me, do we want to start with the top five? Because to me, I, I think if we do, oh, you want to you want to do uh, like our honorable mentions first. That's that's maybe a better place to go. Honorable mentions, and then we'll get into the discussion of things that we overrated and things that we yeah, underrated. Right. So honorable mentions for me mm-hmm. is Ma. That was one of my honorable mentions too. That was a great movie with uh, with uh, Octavia Spencer in it. I and it, she's a great actor. I mean this is, is the kind of caliber of actor we're having in horror movies these days. Yeah. It's, I, it's pretty amazing. I thought to me that that really set the precedent of you taking an Academy Award winning actor or actress mm-hmm. or actor and put them into a a I thought it was a really good storyline. I mean, it was. I, I liked the story of Ma. I thought the story of Ma was really good. I yeah, mean, and I, you know, it, I just I, I loved that it, it had some tropes to it, but it also was kind of a new idea when it came to horror movies. I'll, I'll throw out a uh, spoiler alert too, because we may ruin these movies for yeah. you. Um, the whole story to me was very, very unique. Um, I, I the, my standout though was Octavia Spencer. Yeah, and I, I think with the wrong person in this it would have been a bad movie. But I think Octavia Spencer really brought 
That, well, she elevated. She it elevated sure. it to something that you really think it was unique. What was unique about it? It's kind of a psycho movie. It's like a well, you know, they, like you, it's like Fear or uh, you know, with Mark Wahlberg. True, or, true but the, the the story behind it, and I think her having a backstory of kind of being pushed to that. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think anything is unique. You know, yeah. I, I think well, no. I don't. I don't think there's a bunch of new brand ideas, except maybe one of your top five. And I think I know where you're going with that. But it's like you put a new spin on it and you're not beating it to death. Pardon the pun. It's like like what they do with zombie movies. Mm -hmm. You know, how many zombie movies came out here in the past decade? Right. And how many can you remember that that sit in the top of your mind is like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, it is the trope of a psycho and and and. (laughs) you know going beyond what's normal well yeah. you know psychotic um yeah but i thought yeah i, I to me it was just it was nice I it was a fantastic it, movie it i really movie. enjoyed it i saw it in the theater actually i went to the theater to see it uh i thought it was that good um and but it and um juliette lewis too great job in that movie she she did a yeah she had that fight with uh I, that still sticks I, out to me she had that fight with octavia spencer in the grocery store yeah when you did that review great because it stuck out in my mind yeah. and i saw that the, the scene coming up you said that it seemed real that they mm-hmm. had a true dislike of each other yeah it really seemed like it did i mean, <laughs> I mean it did They're, well you, you, i mean those those two are good actors you know yeah. uh they they really are and uh i think juliette lewis is just as good i think she's an underrated actor and uh it really looked like they hated each other in that scene and i think i said it during our review of that movie that uh sometimes when you're shouting or whatever you know and then like it, it gets to be a real emotional angry scene mm. you, it uh you can tell that it's their acting and it's kind of fake and it's like All turned up too yeah but that wasn't. That seemed like like a, a mom who was really angry that this woman was like uh, messing with her children. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I, and and it was great. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I definitely recommend Ma. I don't remember what rating I gave it. I think probably three and a half or something. Yeah, it but, was a three. I mean, yeah. you, you you liked it a little more than a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for uh, well, I think it cost five million to make. Yeah. Was, I mean, it was it was a great uh, great movie. That's so. worth the watch for sure. Yeah. Um, my other honorable mention, and I made mention of it, was the movie Crawl. Okay. So what it was, uh, the the setting was a, there's a hurricane going on in Florida. I'm assuming Miami, and people are just trying to get away or trying to evacuate. Things start flooding, and then a bunch of alligators get together. It's a it, it was it was a fun. With, and pardon the pun, thrill ride. It, it was just fun. I mean, it nothing spectacular to it, but it was just like I enjoyed myself with it. It was, was kind of like one of those under the radar movies mm-hmm. where it's just you know good gore, good kill scenes with the with the alligators, and you know kind of felt like Jaws in Florida a little bit. Oh, nice. They were, you just see people like get dragged under. Yeah, I haven't seen this one, so I can't I can't comment too much on it. But I have heard about it, and I remember you saying you liked it a lot. So. I mean, I, it, it's middle of the road. I mean, there's, there's, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. And you could do a lot better. But I mean, I think it's just one of those ones that flew under the radar that's just kind of, I, I, I think if you just want to sit down, I, what they call a popcorn movie and enjoy yourself, yeah. I think you're going to have a great time with it. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what I'm looking for for a movie. I'm not looking for anything life changing, profound message or something like that. But, but I think this year we got a lot of those movies thought provoking yeah. with something that you had to chew on for, 
definitely on it. You we definitely did, and I think all f- like four of my top five are like that. So, uh-huh. um, my other honorable mention I think is in your top five. So I'm going to hold my opinion on that until uh, until later. Um, do you have a, you have a, I think you had one more honorable mention or no? Nope, that was okay. It. So ones that didn't make ones that were bigger movies that didn't make my list here at all. Uh, were Pet Cemetery. There were two Stephen King movies, actually. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So that was a decent movie. It was all right. It was enjoyable. But I really hated what they did with the uh, with John Lithgow's. Uh, you see, it was Fred Gwynn in the first uh, that character. I forget what his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. I just can't remember what his name is. But I really hated what they did there. And the more I thought about it, I guess the more I hated it. So I, I left that one off of my list. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it down. I think I rated it a three or something like that. I wouldn't take it down or change my my uh, opinion of it. But I just didn't think it was all that gr- good a movie. Um, and then it, Chapter Two. Uh, I think we both agree that it was, yeah, it was so so. It was an entertaining movie. I don't even know. You know, you brought up the point. I don't even know if it was a horror movie though. It was more of a sci-fi. You know, it had the horror elements at the beginning. I think the end. It just became more sci-fi. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know what they were doing with that. Uh, that whole scene with the angel, called morning angel song, where the, oh, the, the, where there was the kills gr- the leper. Yeah, there's this great uh, like tension going on with this like zombie kind of thing, and then they turn it into a comedy scene. And yeah. I, I just, I did that sticks out to me as being something I did. Judd is the name of that character that uh, John Lithgow played, and Fred Gwynn just did a much better job of, in my opinion. So. Um, we need to wash out there. We need to wash out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't do that. Didn't do that accent at all, which is oh, fine. That was probably a good choice. That was probably a good choice on Lithgow's that's, part. That, that's what stuck out to me. I it's think been so long since so yeah. I, I did not see. Um, I did not see the uh, the Pet Cemetery. Yeah, you, okay, you didn't see the new one. No, okay. see, I had no interest. I just. Yeah. I mean, you you were very lukewarm about it. You were okay with it. Yeah, I was all right with it, and I don't think I'd change my rating on it or anything no, like that. No, no, no. It just. You know, it was a bigger movie from this year, and I just didn't think it was all that great. And so was it. You know, it was it was the it was obviously the biggest horror movie of 2019. There are much much there are just much much better horror movies that came out this year. So I agree, and that's a great segue, Andy, Mm -hmm. into what we're getting into next. Yeah, there are some movies out there that we reviewed this past year that we gave into the hype. That that Mm -hmm. my goodness, it's wow, yeah, we're so excited about it, and then. The more you think about it, the more you kind of go, eh. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up my first overrated movie, too. Okay. What you just mentioned, It Chapter 2. Yeah. I gave it a three. I'm going to change my score to a two. Really? Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. I enjoyed the first one so much more. There were so many scenes, and I, I get that they wanted to have the child actors. The CG in it was way, way too much. Like, mm-hmm. with the first one, it felt more like a horror movie. This one felt like a sci-fi, but the, the fact that they de-aged the kids and they had to read dub oh, their yeah. voices, yep. you know, took me out of the movie. I mean, that I, lumberjack I, scene I thought was just, like, uh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I thought that looked dumb. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah, I, was, oh, with Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I didn't know if I should hater. be laughing about that or if that was something I was actually supposed to be scared about. I, it, gave me a, it gave me a quick jump scare. I, yeah. I thought there was a lot of cheap jump scares in there. I thought the CG was ridiculous. Um, you know, it took me out of the movie at the end, the last 12 to 15 minutes. 
And the fact that you could kill the, the clown by just calling him small and insulting him was ridiculous <laughs> right. to me. Um, I think I think you, you got to say Bill Hader did a great job in that movie, though. I mean, I, I thought I think, all the actors think, did a great job. I think that uh, Hader especially stuck out in that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I would say all of them did a good job. I think that I think Hader was really the highlight for me, and that's the guy who really sticks out. But um, and I didn't especially like the job McAvoy did in this movie. Like I, I saw him in uh, in um, uh, Split. Yeah, and he was fantastic. Oh yeah, that. he was really good. He was amazing in Split, but in this movie, uh, I just I thought he was kind of there, you know. Yeah, they they, they didn't. And I was they didn't have a whole lot to him, work I with. I mean, they basically seemed to be they tried to stir the audience or steer the audience in one direction of who you should be focusing on, like the main characters. But like you said, the hater character just stuck out for everybody. He got so much praise for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah. I mean, to me, it was just the first one superior to this one mm-hmm. um, did make 195 million dollars though so. yeah, certainly yeah i mean it, it's it's a entertaining watch especially if you're a stephen king fan or a fan of the book or a fan of the first series i think definitely go watch it it's it's something to see um and you know it's it's a big budget horror movie which we don't get a whole lot no you know uh you know usually we're talking about movies that cost five million dollars to make Ten million dollars to make this one, you know, significantly more than that. I forget what the budget was for it, but uh, say something in that order of uh, uh, maybe one hundred fifty million. I know they. I don't think it would cost it. that much. It was eighty million dollars to make this movie. Ah, so, okay, so uh, made... but that's significantly more than you usually see, which really surprises me. As bad as some of that CGI was, like the uh, those little creatures in the Chinese restaurant. That oh was, yeah, that, terrible. That took me out of it. And then that you really talk, you kind of like that that character. Um, of the old lady that turned into a monster that was naked. I thought that was, yeah, I actually thought that was scary. You didn't like that. Huh? I didn't. <laughs> I was like, no. I found that one to be scary, I but mean, maybe it was more of the jump scare that... Yeah. The scene right after that was great because yeah. that's when ha- or that's when um, um, Skarsgård had like a regular face and scratched his face like he was wearing yeah, makeup. Yeah, that was, that was a very iconic scene from that movie and that, that was a great scene. That was a fantastic scene when he's putting on his uh, on his makeup. I'll I'll definitely say that. Yeah, good gore but in it though. There was good gore in it. Yeah, that was that was decent too. So, what about I, you? Um, well, gonna I, I was gonna say I was one, gonna huh? I was gonna say this one movie, but I actually I changed my my mind on that. So I'm not going to talk about that one. But uh, I'm going to mention a Serbian film. Okay, so I gave this three stars. I think I should have given it four. I think this is a better I think movie. You gave it four. I think this. I think I gave it three. I gave it three. I went back and listened. Okay. And I, I said I gave it three, but I think I should have given a Serbian film four. I think it's a, uh, a little bit more of an uh, like at the time. I think my over this the year since doing this podcast, I think my tastes have changed a little bit. I've maybe gotten a little. Uh, been more accepting of of uh, so, some forms of horror that I maybe had a grudge against before, and, and I feel like uh, the extreme horror films are the ones that I I now um, can see the can appreciate a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, and I think I, the Serbian a Serbian film really is kind of a a it really has something to say about our lust for violence and the reason we even watch these movies at all and some of the the, the things people will watch on YouTube you know you put up like uh, some abhorrent thing and it gets a million views you know 
And uh, I think a Serbian film said all that back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a more important movie and more and a better movie than I thought it was initially. So that's one I'm changing my mind. You haven't seen it, but so I don't. I, I don't plan on it. I, I appreciate <laughs> and you fine, watching it. You know, I appreciate you watching it and and you know letting me know what happened. How many it. times have I referred to that movie? You know, as like a I would say at least for, a dozen times. I think I'd bring know. it up. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I bring it up almost as much as the Straight Chillin' podcast. So <laughs> we talk about those guys like every week. They're going to get a restraining order on us. But yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I really liked a Serbian film. It's something I've referred to. It's kind of a litmus test for uh, extreme horror. And I, I think I should have given it four stars instead of three. Another movie that I that I liked a lot more than uh, I, I, I like a lot more now than I think I did initially was Let the Right One In. I think that I, I don't remember what I gave it, but it should I should have given it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I read the book afterwards. Like it, the movie prompted me to read the read the book. Well, you were reading it as yeah. we watched the movie. Yeah, I was, and I and I read the re, well. I read it um, after I watched the movie. I decided oh, to I read see. it. Okay. So when we were doing the podcast, I had started reading it already, and uh, I think the book helped me enjoy the movie even more. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I haven't done is gone back and rewatched the American version. I I started to, and I I don't know. Again, I think I was tired or something. I fell asleep while I was watching it. But, um, but uh, I think that is a really great story and a, a good, a really good film. And I and I and I think, I, I think I probably gave it a three or something like that. I'd give it a four. Yeah, it's no. a solid movie. It's I a think, wonderful twist on vampire movies. I've mentioned it before. Yeah, I'm that, not a fan of vampire movies, but I'm a huge fan of this one. Yeah, that and that's what I really liked about it. It was just something different about the uh, vampire movie. You know, you had this, you know, the the, the vampire was totally different from uh, what you're used to seeing, like Lestat or whatever. It wasn't <laughs> anything like that. Uh, and, and I just, I, I really took to that movie after after we talked about it and uh, decided that I really liked it a lot more than I initially did. Yeah, I, um, I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far as ones that I overrated, yeah, it, it, Chapter 2, I think I bought into some of the hype as well. And yep. uh, I'd probably go down maybe a half star and whatever I gave it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did give it a three or three and a half maybe even. Um, and, I think so. And it just wasn't as great as I, I initially thought. Um, and I don't think it's because I – it was just after thinking about some of this stuff, like – some of it didn't like, as, and I think part of it also. Remember, I went with, uh, I went with all those people who were huge fans of it, and I think that kind of uh, made me. So it swayed you in that. direction. It swayed of, me in that direction because got it a was, lot of enjoyment. I really thinking about it. I did. I had a great time going to that movie because because uh, I was with all these people who were, who wanted to enjoy it, and they were you know screaming and cheering and stuff like that, and and so I think that that uh influenced me where if i really go back and think of what kind of movie it is and what the things really are uh some of it just isn't as good as i thought it was so mm-hmm. i would say if i'm going to change my my mind on and go downward on a movie it's probably a chapter two that i overrated a little bit yeah i've got i i've got one one more for the overrated mm-hmm. gosh i mean it almost feels sacrilegious to say this but mm-hmm. halloween 2018 okay watching it again it's mediocre. I mean, really? I, I, I appreciate what um, what Green did, the fact that Danny McBride wrote it, that they're big fans of it. You know, mm-hmm. jumping into that hype of everybody loving it at three and a half, I'm going down one point, and I'm going to go two and a half. It's definitely a solid watch. You need to watch it, and I'm not saying to be a completionist, but yeah. to, you know, you'll get some enjoyment out of it. To me, I enjoyed Halloween 3 more. 
Really? Yeah, because of the different <laughs> twist. I, I like for me, if I was going to bring up something that that could be rebooted, it would be Halloween Three. I think they could do a lot with that. Mm -hmm. okay. um, the fact that they took Michael Myers out of the you know the the being the big brother story yeah. was was great and, and no, was know, great. there were some great kills in that i just i was okay with it yeah i wouldn't change my mind on that movie i really do think that's one of the better movies of 20 uh of 2018 actually yeah. I, I i halloween uh the blumhouse halloween i thought was a i really enjoyed it a lot and i loved what they did as far as uh kind of rebooting it after the first now how the first halloween is your first, one of your favorite horror movies though yeah. So it's. I think you're probably a little more critical than I would be of it, but well, yeah, um, I, I'm definitely more biased to that. Mm -hmm. So anything after that, I, I can get. Like I said, I can get enjoyment at number three. I yeah. mean, number two is. I loved number two, the the sequel to the original Halloween because it was scary. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the storyline kind of sucked and some of the acting, but I mean, I I got scared. I mm -hmm. jumped out of my pants. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> sure, holy moly. I, I think I I think, you know, taking that uh, relationship between um, between Jamie Lee Curtis character and and Michael and and breaking that so he's he's not as uh, her her brother anymore that was great I, I really like where they went with the story on that and uh, I, I don't know I, I I thought it was a I thought it was a very well done horror movie um, I liked the ending. Uh, and I'm really excited about the sequel this well, year, Halloween Kills. I am looking forward to the sequels. I mean, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have the excitement that you do, but I, I'm looking forward to them. I'll go watch them. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Halloween 2018 is a poor movie. I think I just gave no. It a I, right, I, you're just you, you thought you maybe are. We're a little more excited about it initially than you. And when exactly. you look back at so back I watch at it, it it's and I was not, like, oh, cool, yeah. Michael Myers is back to the shape, mm -hmm. back to the you know pure evil type thing mm -hmm. you know some of the homages and the easter eggs that you saw in this movie was you know i i gave into it i bought in mm -hmm. but the more i thought about it i'm like you know I, I think i was a little too generous with that sure and and i i don't know like i said you're a much bigger halloween fan than i am but uh i i stick with what i said on that one i i really do think it's a good movie so well show okay <laughs> i see I, I did underrated but they made my top five okay <laughs> do, do you want me to talk about my underrated um sure okay we watched a movie that was very uh, polarizing uh, uh, between you and I. Panos Cosmatos, oh, yeah. Shutter exclusive, movie called Mandy. Mm -hmm. I tore this thing apart. It made me angry because I didn't understand it. I gave it a two. I watched really, this. You rated that that low. What did I give that initially? I think you gave it like a three or three and a half. Really? Did I? Okay. Um, I've watched this movie four times since we've done the podcast. Yeah, you really, you really have. I this movie love yeah. the movie. Really, I love the movie because I was able to sit down and just kind of digest it, and uh, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. So I started at a two with this movie, Andy. I'm mm -hmm. at a four. Really, you like it that you you like it, it that so much unique. more now? I I think what Panos did for Nick Cage mm -hmm. brought. It brought it the crazy, but like a different direction crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. he's very subdued at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, just yeah. a regular cat. Don't get any kind of crazy vibes from him until the end. No, you're then, totally right. There is like an arc there. That's, yeah, there's that Nick Cage, but a different kind of crazy Nick Cage, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, I thought all the actors and actresses were great. Oh, Jeremiah Sands was a great villain. He was. He was, like, he, he was like the most 
pathetic, but you know, <laughs> there's like so Charles much to Manson think about there. Type. Yeah, there's a lot to think about there as far as what his psyche is and stuff, and why he is the way he is. I I, I really did like him as a villain, and I've seen this movie maybe three times, I think, mm-hmm. and maybe I'd seen it twice uh, when we did the review. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like Mandy. I, th- I think it's, I don't know if it's a four for me, but uh, I really like the use of color in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they really use color very interestingly. Doesn't it kind of give you the vibe of like a Giallo film? Yeah, almost. Uh, okay, kind of an Argento yeah. kind of. It, it does. It uses direction. color, yeah, exactly. A lot like uh, like uh, Suspiria, the original Suspiria did. Right. So. Uh, or obviously the the second Suspiria was uh, subdued. It was like there was no color in it almost. It might as well have been black and white. But, um, yeah, I, I think it, it does. It uses color a lot like Argento did in Suspiria. Uh, there's a lot to like there. And, and I would agree with you. It's it's a great film. Even the Cheddar Goblin. I like the, I, I like the Cheddar Goblin. Because that was, that was kind of like your – that was kind of like your – you're breaking between, you know, it's, it was almost broken up into two movies. You know what I mean? Right. One was like this, you know, family the, uh, being stalked and then, you know, Mandy dies. Spoiler alert. I mm-hmm. gave you that. <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage escapes. He sits down and watches the Cheddar Goblin commercial. And then it's a whole different movie. <laughs> right. and I love that. I thought that was fantastic. The other one. That I, I think I was really rough on, and I've seen it a couple of times since we did the review, is Brightburn. Yeah, okay. I love the twist on what if Superman was evil. I think, yeah, I love that too. Um, I, I was excited about it when I saw the, uh, the trailer. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was a really interesting concept. Um, the acting was okay. I thought the kid was all right. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Elizabeth Banks, she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, there, was, there were some unnecessary things in there, but... I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Like I really did enjoy the film. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't put a lot of um, stock into, you're going to get this really, really smart movie and let yourself go from it. It is a lot of fun to watch. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some great jump scares. The gore is fantastic. Yeah, really, it was a. It was a. There was some good gore in there. Yeah, it was a good gory movie. So I and the, and the ending when he's like flying around, it's pretty terrifying. Actually, no, it really it's scary. Is. The, the way he blows up that cop, yeah, flying through him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I gave it a two just because I I, I think I was overly critical on it. I'm at a three point five. Okay, I don't remember what I gave it. Uh, I think I gave it a three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd I, stick with that. You, you were better was, with it yeah. than I was, but I got to. You know, since I own it now, I, I got to see it a couple of times, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is actually pretty cool. Yeah, we had to. Buy, I made you buy that one, didn't I? It wasn't available to rent yet when we exactly, did the yeah. show. Well, let's get into uh, the top what, five. What we're doing here, like we said, 2019 has been a fantastic year for uh, horror movies. Looking forward to 2020. We had to break it down to five because we've only been doing this podcast since March of this year, and uh, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of. Brand mm-hmm. new movies, but Andy got to watch a little bit more than I did. So let's so start are, with you, Andy. So these are your very recent top fives, not necessarily from 2019. Huh? Yeah, I, I think I only have one that's from 2018. Yeah, I've got uh, all mine are from 20, 2019. Uh, I'm starting five. off starting on number five is Velvet Buzzsaw, which was a uh, Netflix movie that came out in spring, I think. Yeah, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's about uh, the art world, and you, you've seen it, right? I have. Yeah, so uh, I thought it was a interesting depiction of like the art world and sales. What happens is, uh, 
basically, and, and, and these I'm going to try not to spoiler too much because uh, okay. uh, uh, we'll, we'll maybe end up doing some of these down the road in 20, 2020, so then we'll spoil them for you. But sure. uh, you can go check these out in the meantime because these are great movies. Uh, and I, I love this one. Some people hate it. I think it's polarizing, uh, mm-hmm. Velvet Budsaw. I think some people, I've seen it on a list of like the worst movies of 2019 as well. But I, I really it. liked it. I yeah. thought it was, it had good gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, not, it was a setting you don't expect to see in a horror movie. Uh, the art world. You know? <laughs> and I thought Jake Gyllenhaal did a, did a great job. Not an actor I generally am a real big fan of, you know, and I, I thought he did, uh, he did a great job in the movie, um, and it, uh, it it just it was it had a very interesting concept. What happens is a an artist who uh, creates these works of art has died, and he's instructed somebody that, that all of his works of art need to be destroyed. Yeah, and uh, so a a person who is a um, a art seller happens upon this stuff and she realizes it's like genius, like it's really good stuff and she can make a lot of money selling it. So she basically steals it or, and kind of hides the note that says it should be destroyed. And since he's dead, she knows she can make a lot of money on it. Well, it turns out that he's cursed all of these things to anyone who owns them and it ends up making, you know, any piece of art deadly. So if you have, uh, you know, if you have a painting in your house, you don't even have, if you've purchased some of his art and you have a painting of, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, I don't know, a Thomas Kincaid painting on your, on your wall, the, the deer in the painting will come out and, and gory you to death. Yeah, exactly. you know? So you've got to like be, be wary of all art. And, uh, I think, you know, the final scene is, is just the, the, uh, somebody has gotten rid of all the art in her house and she thinks she's safe and she's not. So that was a great kill. That was a great kill. Without too, giving the, too much the, away. You no, know, I don't want to get. I don't want to spoiler it. But a, the it, end kill is like one of actually one of my favorites in the movie. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think like when I first started watching it, I was kind of like I put it on in the background, and then I mm-hmm. kind of got intrigued. You know, yeah. Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Renee Russo's in it too. Yeah, Renee Russo does a great job in it. Um, but yeah, that's a that that's a good pick for number five. Yeah, I, like I, I really liked it, and we ne- we never reviewed it or anything. In fact, uh, three of these movies we, uh, I have on my list, we either haven't reviewed yet or never did review. But um, hopefully soon. Yeah, I mean, I liked Velvet Buzz- Buzzsaw. It was one of the, the movies that really sticks out in 2019 for me. Excellent. Well, my number five was Brightburn. Okay, and we already talked about it, so yeah. um, that's fine. But I, I mean. Yeah, like we said, there, there's a lot of good things about it. An interesting concept again. Yeah. You know, um, and like you said, I think the acting is okay. Uh, yeah. I wasn't real impressed with anybody like and, a, and Elizabeth Banks either. Yeah, I did have a problem with the editing because some of the, and I think you brought it up, is that, you know, you jump from scene to scene so quickly that they, it seems like they made uh, cuts in the wrong areas just because you would jump. Yeah, it it did. It seemed like it was a, it was a ninety minute movie, if I remember right. Yeah, and it seemed like it should have been maybe a two hour movie. Yeah, it, because it really progressed fast from where he's a child to a, like a a twelve year old too. Yeah, and it just it went from scene to scene, and it just it seemed very jumbled. Yeah, but again, if you can let that go, if you're not trying to overanalyze something. It's so entertaining to watch. No, and I, I do think it's a really original concept for a movie. That's an original concept. I mean, there, you've got all these uh, superhero movies. There's not a lot of superhero horror movies that right. uh, you know focus on a on a villain. You know, so well, I, you're more of a comic book guy. I know yeah. that they tried to do, or they they've actually done where Superman was evil or something happened. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot darker than you know. 
Here the I come to save the day. Right. Mm-hmm. They did have Superman be a. I think they did that where he was evil once, but they also they did one where he ended up in the Soviet Union. I remember that one was in the '90s, but uh, um, you know, and, and I guess I, I haven't seen the Joker, and I wouldn't. I don't know that that's a horror movie necessarily, but it's kind of the same deal. You're, you're focusing on a villain or whatever who's kind of a. Um, scary individual but uh this this was a i thought an interesting concept i i thought it was well done yeah. and yeah i think the editing was really the only thing that i had a problem with in this movie well and the acting like yeah. you said yeah it was it was it was it wasn't yeah. terrible though i mean it wasn't like uh well yeah it didn't take you out of the movie but you're just no. like yeah come on yeah no it, it wasn't uh it, we've seen much worse uh acting in, in the movies have. this year so but uh all right, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that that's a that's a good choice for number five. Uh, you want me to go with four? Number four. My number four is the lighthouse with uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert um, Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson. Uh, I just saw it this weekend. Great movie. Uh, it is one of the best of 2019. Uh, it's a black and white film. Very interesting. Again, there's this guy who comes to a lighthouse. He's going to tend this lighthouse with this uh, with this guy who um, who's you know, kind of a veteran of, of tending the lighthouse and mm-hmm. they end up getting stuck there for much longer. They're supposed to be there for four weeks and they end up getting stuck there for much, much longer than they uh, belong there. And things kind of go off the rails. I think it's an interesting view at what happens when, uh, <laughs> it, it, when men are stuck by alone, you know, isolation. that's like, yeah, isolation. And, uh, there's kind of a prison vibe going on there. Oh, there's man. a lot of, uh, drinking and masturbating and it's just it's just it really goes off the rails that's and i don't want to spoil it movie it's it's yeah that's that's my uh, exactly i mean but there's this wooden mermaid that kind of uh oh man it's 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 something else to see uh but it really is like and there's a lot of different ways you can interpret it and one of the most interesting ones uh, i heard was from andy at straight chill i'm going to bring them up again but uh he said it has something to do. Maybe he had heard with the uh, battle between the boomers and millennials, uh, two generations that are so much like each other. They just hate each other. So oh, I mean, we're okay. both in generation X, but um, I don't yeah, know why we're, these, we're stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These two generations just hate each other so much. And uh, I think it's because they're the exact the same generation, but they behave the same to each other. But you know, there's, there's this like idea that, uh, Willem Dafoe's character is like the uh, boomers and he's he's like he's always criticizing uh, Robert Pattinson's character and Robert Pattinson's character is doing all the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh, like Willem Dafoe's character is calling him lazy all the time. And so, you know, there's this thing about like how, you know, millennials are doing all the work and the boomers are retired and they're, they still call it. But, and so they aren't working at all, but they're still calling the millennials lazy, you know. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what happens in this movie. So that was an interesting way to look at it. Uh, and I guess there's many different ways you can interpret it. And that and that and this is another one of those films that you get. There's a lot to think about, you know. Sure. Uh, and you can interpret it in several different ways. You can draw your own conclusions from it. There's there's just a lot to to work with here, and it's it's a really good, well done, interesting movie. Well, I'd say you putting it at the top four, and I, I'll mention that Robert Eggers. This is his follow up to um, 2017's The mm-hmm. Witch. Yep. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Okay. Huh? Love that movie. Yeah, so that's. I'm a excited movie. to see this. I just don't get the time to. Like sit down and watch these movies. Yeah, so. I happen to have some extra time this weekend, so I, <laughs> I, I was on vacation on Thursday and Friday, which is why the podcast came out on Monday last week. There so. you go. Um, but what's your number four? Number four, and we won't get too much more into it. Mandy. Okay. I mm-hmm. was uh, again. I, I hated on the movie, and I I feel terrible. I 
<laughs> should have given it more watch or, or at least thought about it a little bit more and take myself out of the element of trying to figure out what's going on. And since I have shutter, just sit down and watch it again. You know, mm-hmm. let's. And like you said, my, my tastes have changed quite a bit doing this podcast is don't be so knee jerk reaction to something that you see. Give it another watch, mm-hmm. like watch it again. And, and if you still feel the same way, OK, that that's the way you feel. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was very unfair to it. I just I thought uh, Cosmos or Apanos Cosmatos, uh, the, the director, did such a fine job on this movie. It was so beautifully filmed. So much going on, and you know, it was a horror movie. The gore and, and effects in this movie were fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I won't. do you think if I watch Killer Workout enough, I'll like that? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, I, just, I think it's killing it's, some of these movies, uh, I would not want to have to watch again. <laughs> so, just, just wondering based on that criteria. Um, okay, my number three, yes, another movie that, uh, is uh, we never re- we haven't reviewed yet where it's coming up on 2020 uh daniel isn't real mm-hmm. it's got patrick schwarzenegger in it um and what's the lead actor's name i can't remember um uh, i'll look it up here um i've been here that a lot guy of yeah it's that. it's a great it's a great movie um and uh and i put it at number three it's a i think a little better than the lighthouse actually mm-hmm. uh miles robbins is the is the actor's name? I want to give him credit because he does a great job as the lead character, Luke, in this movie. Patrick Schwarzenegger, who I think a lot of people came to, they 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 went and saw this movie to hate on him, you know, because you know he's his dad and everything like that. Right. He does just an awesome job. There's nothing to hate, you know. He he is uh, so this this is the same guys that produced Mandy. It's the same company that produced Mandy. Oh, sweet. And uh, you know, and I think. Um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. I'm so bad with names lately. I don't know what my problem is, but um, what is that guy's name? Um, uh, I can't remember. Right? Elijah Wood. Oh, right. Oh, he. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he has a company. Yeah, he's part of that 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 company. Um, and uh, you know, uh, this is a a just. It's first of all, it's a very scary movie. There's there's like themes of mental illness in it, and you're not really sure if this guy is crazy. Or if he's being tormented by like a demon, or or if you know Patrick Schwarzenegger's character Daniel is is like a figment of his of his imagination, and I think it's 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 like, you know, like you watch a ghost movie or like a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that, you can reasonably say that probably won't happen to you. But I think we all like worry about you know you, this this is your mental state and mm-hmm. you, it could change and it's you, you don't uh, this is. I just found it to be a very scary movie in that this could happen to any of us. You could start seeing things or whatever, and you wouldn't uh, wouldn't know if it was real or not, you know, and, and you're, you know, you don't die, uh, you know, descend into some kind of madness. Sure. It's it's well, uh, and that could happen to anybody or you yeah. know people that have done that. Sure. Like, exactly. Like, I haven't even I wasn't really familiar with this movie until probably the past couple of months because mm-hmm. I've actually been hearing really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Unique. It is a scary movie. Um, great performances, and I, I actually do. Want, we are going to do a review on it. Yeah, I think it uh, it, it released in March at South by Southwest, and it's finally available on on video on demand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is one of these I had to buy; it's not available to rent yet. Uh, so, but I really found it to be extremely scary, 
and uh, you don't get that very often. You know, when you're when you watch as many horror movies as we do, <laughs> it's like you know you're like oh, okay, I can see how that'd be scary. You know, but this this was actually like gave me kind of a, a chilling feel when I was watching it. You Did know, it was, keep you awake at night? Uh, yeah, you know, oh, when nice. you think about some of this stuff, it's 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 scary. So. Um, it's definitely something you should check out. We'll do a, more of a deep dive on it. I think in March is when we have that up. February. February we, yeah, have, we we'll, have that up. We'll for... jump into it in February. Yeah. My number three, and this is going to be kind of surprising because it's not one of those movies that I overhyped it. I loved this freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Came out in uh, March, I believe. Jordan Peele's second horror movie, Us. Okay. Talk about a unique um, storyline or plot. Uh, yeah. The fact that you're dealing with doppelgangers and there's so many twists and turns in this movie and the acting, uh, you want to talk about top-notch acting. Oh, absolutely. It's just everybody. Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. Winston Duke, the kids mm-hmm. are so good. Oh, the kids are fantastic in this. Um, yeah. uh, Elizabeth this is probably Banks. the best child acting all, of all year. I agree. I, I think these kids did just a fantastic, fantastic job of, the, of playing both these sides. Well, both playing, yeah, you know? playing the tethered and playing right. the regular people. And right. they just, I, I don't know, Jordan Peele has got something. I, I want to see him do so much more, and I want him to stay in the horror genre. I yeah, know he I'd started like in comedy, right. but I, I know he loves horror movies. No, I'd like to see him stay in horror, too, and, and just do that, because he does just fantastic. And I'm really excited about the, the things he's coming up with that are on the docket for him. They, I'm excited about the movies he's got coming coming up. Um, the uh, Candyman is one of them. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be fantastic. But, yeah, Us is... is I'm I'm pretty uh, high on that movie. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about it in a little bit, maybe. All right. Are <laughs> so, we uh, at number so, two? Yeah, my number two is Midsummer. Okay. Uh, so Midsummer was it, it was probably it, it, for a while. I had a real difficult time going between two and one here. What, what I was going to choose as far as number two and number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimately, I picked Midsummer as number two because I think the other movie I picked as number one edges it out a little bit, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, Midsummer was one of these movies that you think about again. Mm-hmm. Great acting, yep. Uh, great direction. It's a, a well, a beautifully shot movie. Beautiful, gorgeous. It, it really is, and and just um, like set against that like bright daylight and the beauty of the countryside in uh, Sweden there, mm-hmm. you have these terrifying things going on and they're, they're just like, and you think about this, this was like normal, you know, a thousand years ago, you know, people, people did this stuff. This yeah. isn't like, uh, um, I mean, they, they, they did, they made it up, but they based this on the, the kind of rituals and things that, uh, that people did, you know? Yeah. So, in ancient days. I, yeah. And I agree with you. I, I think, and I read somewhere that, uh, there was a reviewer that said, "Can horror be more scary in the daytime than at night?" Yes, I think so with this yeah. movie, and that's what he said. And I'm like, "That's so true." No, it really, and it it was. You know, you had this uh, beauty and the and the light and everything, and it, but it was it was scary stuff going on. You know, and, and just, uh, it was. I and, wouldn't they, rec- and I think when, when we talked about it, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody just because there's no right. <laughs> there's just so much there it's it's a 
gory movie, The Mallet to the Head. Oh, uh, uh, not the worst you've ever seen. Was, that was that was a pretty gory scene, even even for me. So that head crushing scene, my goodness. <laughs> so what's your number two? Ah, Lords of Chaos. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I'll tell now, this you, is a 2018 movie as well, or is it 2019? We didn't get to see it until 2019. Yeah, it okay. came out, in the circuits in 2018, but it was available in 2019 yeah, to watch. Okay, gotcha. Um, Lords of Chaos, it was the Norwegian black metal movie. Uh, Rory Culkin plays the leader, Euronymous. Um, mm-hmm. um, you can have the argument, is this a horror movie? I, I think there are things in this movie that, yeah, it definitely, like the final death in it mm. solidified it as a horror movie to me. I think the... I, I thought the, the the suicide scene right. of death And, and there's was, just a lot of dark themes and stuff just inherent to the to the material that, uh, to the story that uh, make it a horror movie, I think. I think what it did, too, is that the, the levity landed for me. Because mm-hmm. um, it was so, like the movie was so dark they had to do something right. to kind of bring you out of that with Varg mm-hmm. or right. Griffy mm-hmm. Grishnok. <laughs> right. The yeah, count. Call me the count. When he, um, when he got interviewed by the newspaper, yeah, yeah that was pretty funny, actually. Um, you know, and there were just scenes like that. It, it was from beginning to end, you're never, you're never really bored with this. And it's a long oh, no, movie. It's, it's um, a great movie, yeah. Uh, I had no interest in Norwegian black metal. <laughs> Um, yeah. but my goodness, it was, it's based off of a true story, but loosely based. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously, it's, uh, it's debated by many of the other band members whose credibility is, uh, differs based on who you talk to, uh, as, as to how much of it is true. But, uh, and it brought back the word poser. So that made me happy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I agree with you. This is, this is great. A really good movie, and I I very much enjoyed this movie. Rory Culkin's acting is fantastic. In this. <laughs> it, I mean, is. it really is, and so so is everybody else. Uh, the guy who plays Varg does a just great job of kind of trans this guy who transforms from kind of a fan of black metal mm-hmm. into like just a stalwart uh, in the lifestyle. Mayhem, uh, yeah, you know, you know that's what it becomes. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I think yeah, it, it definitely. Definitely a, a great, great movie. I really enjoyed it as well. So. I, I, the one thing that really I, I felt everything that they did on on disliking these characters. Mm-hmm. It's like every time they would burn a church, they were so sadistic about it, and it, it it was like, okay, whatever your religion is, I'm not here to judge, but you you just destroyed something that's centuries years right. old that means so much right. to everybody, and I think that the the director just really made you feel that as an audience I agree, member. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the kills, the, the, the things that happen because even at the beginning with death, one of the friends that guy, that kid was depressed that he yeah. didn't get any help and he, he's cutting himself so deep on stage oh, yeah, that was and they, disturbing, ban- yeah. they bandaged him up and there's your levity. They bandaged mm-hmm. him up with a uh, duct, duct tape, tape right. <laughs> but he's just sitting there and he's like pale, right. but this kid's depressed and it's real. And you're just like, Oh my, you felt every little mm-hmm. thing. That's why you needed the levity of Griffy Grishna. <laughs> right. Or the, no, that, that was very dark. The, with, uh, with death in the beginning yeah. there, that well, was super dark. Yeah. Writes mm-hmm. a note. Man. Yeah. That's I loved it. So that's so my great. Two. Yeah. And the director really did bring out great, uh, a great, you know themes and stuff there they just did a great job of portraying all of that so 
Here we go. All right, my number one, you're going to be surprised at this since I talked down about this movie for a while now, is, is number one is Us. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's the number one. It's the best movie of 2019. Now, I had told John I was probably going to put that in my, in my movies that were overrated. I felt like maybe I got caught up in the hype of it, but I don't think I did. No. I went back and took a look at this movie, and the acting is just so great. Yep. Uh, like I said, Lupita Nyong'o and the, the kids and the, um, even the, the, the dad was, the dad was great, but the dad was, I should say the dad was great, but compared to the, the rest of him, he, he just was kind of overshadowed by it, I think. And, but, uh, but, uh, the, 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 I think it did a really great job of having kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a lesson, but kind of a uh, social theme mm-hmm. without slapping you in the face with it. No, not you know? at all. It, it wasn't like that. It didn't like have this. I didn't feel like it was uh, the end of G.I. Joe where they give you a lesson, you know. Uh, <laughs> and it, now, you know, yeah, now I know it. knowing half the battle. No, that wasn't what it was like at all. It, it, it integrated a social commentary into a movie in such a good way. That's exactly if you're going to have that kind of theme in a movie, that's how you do it. Yeah. You know, you do it like Jordan Peele did it in that movie and in, in us. And, you know, there's, it was scary. Like when Lupita Nyong'o is, uh, starts talking and explaining things to. And that voice. Yes. That voice. I can't do it right now because my throat's thrashed. Maybe you'd be good, really good at it. You probably good at last week, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was amazing, you know, and and it was like, it sun chills down my spine. It was, it was that scary, you know? And, you know, home invasion movies are some of the more scary ones, in my opinion, you know, uh, the strangers and things like that. But it, it took that up to a new level. I think it would, did just a much better job of the whole home invasion theme than uh, than a movie like The Strangers. Um, and, you know, the, the mask that the that the son wore, that was that was scary because, you know, he was burned or whatever. It yeah. was it was a just so much to like about it. And when I went back and thought about it, I'm like, yeah, no, there's, this is the reason that I really liked this movie. It was, it was just a really fantastic movie. Would you give it a five? I, I don't think I give it a five. <laughs> I mean that, that I will, we'll get, we'll talk about some of the movies. I give a five on episode 50 yep. or 49, whatever we're going to do on our, on our best of, uh, on our favorite of all time movies. But, um, I'm curious, I know one already. Yeah. I know, you know, one of them at least, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think I gave it a four and a half is what I gave it. And I, I think, think I'd did. leave it there yeah. um, because it is just a great horror movie. And I'm looking forward to every, to, to more of Jordan Peele's uh, uh, horror in the future. Yep. Well, here's, here's my number one because we are at 53 minutes. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've already talked about this. Um, mm-hmm. Just a gorgeous film took so many ideas uh, director Ari Aster made a brilliant film called Hereditary back in 2017 and oh, okay. I, Andy you have to watch that. I have seen it now oh have you <laughs> yeah I actually did watch it what it's, did it's you think movie. yeah it's a great it's a fantastic movie. how about Tony Collette yeah she does she does an excellent job is that frightening almost as uh, almost as good as her uh, job in Krampus but uh, no <laughs> <laughs> my number one movie of 2019 is Midsummer. Uh, I could not rave about this movie enough I've seen it twice now and I still love it. It's that second time you watch through and then you see all the tapestries and the tiles and stuff like yes. that. You see the mm-hmm. entire story. I just, I will once again say, this is not for everybody. This is a brutal movie to watch. 
mm-hmm. but as a horror movie fan, as something that gets you thinking all the time and just like, wow. I mean, I, what Ari Aster did, the way he filmed it, the cinematography, the, the what he brought out of all the actors, even the extras, the people that played in this in this community, it it, it just fit perfect. Yeah. I mean, everything. And you saw this character art with with uh, Florence Pugh in the movie that that's like you you don't see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't fit that mold of what a Hollywood horror movie is. Is that the arc of you know dealing with with tragedy and 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 sadness? But she arced way different. Yes, <laughs> and I and I loved where he went. If she had chosen the volunteer instead of her boyfriend, mm-hmm. it would have been a terrible movie. It, it would know? have ruined it completely. It would have completely yeah. ruined she, the movie. She it was perfect. She was manipulated into. Yes making these these decisions or, mm-hmm. or or realizing that this really makes her you know uh, this is going to make her happy mm-hmm. this is where this, she needs this is, to be yeah right i mean this is her family now it's it, yeah i i, I love the ending i thought it was a, a completely great movie yeah. and i had a very difficult time choosing between that and us as as a number one well movie. i mean my top 3 is i could interchange them at any any day of the week um i just i i kind of i went with like where my heart was right now mm-hmm. and I've seen Midsummer most recently and I sure. just you know I'm still thinking about it so like if you ask me tomorrow maybe I'll have us at number two Lords of Chaos at number one Midsummer <laughs> at number three but the top three are my favorite movies of the year by far right um, but that's it all right 2019 it was a fantastic year for horror movies we had some stinkers as well but looking forward to 2020 hey coming up next week we'll kick off 2020 with the Furies, the Shutter exclusive, and it is a gore fest. You will not be disappointed by Excellent. the gore. Excited about it, and it's practical. Oh, lovely! That's wonderful. I'm excited about it a lot now. All right, everybody, <laughs> have a happy New Year's, and we'll talk to you next year. I, I can't believe I said that. Next year, it, it will a, be that's 2020. A couple, that's a couple of days away. <laughs> that's right.